What's going on, guys? This is the SOS Podcast, Silencing of Stigma. <clears throat> I got to clear my voice. Got to practice opening our mouth up when I speak because oh my, my DVA is septum. <laughs> are you recording right now? I can't hear you. What'd you say? I said, are you recording right now? Yep. Oh my god. Take that part out. We gotta take some practice rounds here or what? What do you mean? Opening your mouth? My mouth opens. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't have whatever nose problem you have. It's DVA septum. Yeah, I don't have that. Why don't you do your research on that one? Alright. Alright, what's going on guys? Welcome back. Another week, another podcast. Just mom and I. You said that people like listening to just us talk. Yeah, I had a couple comments. Like they think that our humor, and I mean our topics are usually serious, but they just appreciate sometimes that we're not in depth telling somebody's story that we're actually interacting together. Um, well, so, well, before we get started on my topic, here we are. Yeah, but before we get started on my topic, at the end of the last one that we did last week. I had a bad day. I was at the not one more walk. We don't live in the past. We live right now. I understand the that. That's over with. But I want to say I bounced back the next day, and I did eat cake the next day, mm. but I bounced back after that. Impressive. Talked about the revival, that I was heading to a revival. I would encourage anybody who's never been to a revival to just visit one. It is very powerful. The stories are just How can they find out crazy. when the events are? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, guys if you want to go just we don't know how to find them but yeah just go this one was downtown well, that helps. they have them i guess you could google revivals in your area in york area oh so they're all over yeah there was one down at the river there was one at penn park where the food trucks were this one was down in cherry lane but literally it was probably over 100 people there they were given free haircuts they were given free massages People telling their testimonies. So I think three or four people got baptized. It's a lot of different. It was good. It was a free meal. A lot of the people that I see on the weekends were there, and they look forward to it every year. It's a great meal. They get desserts. They get free haircuts. It was amazing. It was. Did you get your haircut? I did not get my haircut, but I did get a free massage. Thanks to Mike. He introduced me to the lady and she told me my back was messed up and I thought it was my neck, but so I'm going to go get that checked out. But it was very positive. It was a positive experience. We'll talk a little bit more about that uh, when we do our podcast in a couple weeks. But I just wanted to share if you ever have the experience, like talk about stigma, some of the stories that people shared, like the one just blows my mind. He literally warned us before he spoke and he told us about what his addiction was. And I've never spoke to someone that had an addiction to pornography, not children, pornography, just regular pornography and masturbation. And he came out and said that and his wife was there. And I was like, wow, like that's powerful. And how he overcame that, how he started with it, how he overcame it. So Lots of different stories. We talk about stories on this podcast, and everybody has a different story. And some people were shocked that he said that, and I wasn't necessarily shocked. I just didn't hear that before. So maybe someday he can talk about that because there's more people than you know that are addicted to that, and we just don't talk about it because of the stigma. So just to wrap up on that, 
And then I'm not sure how we got on this topic. Do you remember how we got on this topic that we're going to talk about tonight? No, but speaking of the topic tonight, why don't you uh, talk about what you saw at the event? You had a conversation with me about some dude walk or a couple walking through. No, because you called me out on that. So well, how'd the conversation okay. go? All right. Well, it was Cherry Lane. I don't know where Cherry Lane is. Well, I was showed you where Cherry. I showed you Cherry Lane when we took a walk through the town a couple of weeks ago. I said down there's Cherry Lane. Close to Penn Park. Yeah, when we took a walk, it's off Market Street. It's between Market and Philly. We took a lot of walks. It's it's right across the street from Mudhooks. Okay. So literally, we had people drinking at Mudhooks, and we had people in Cherry Lane talking about their addiction to alcohol and how they're trying to get better, get help. Um, actually, one guy was given the opportunity to go the next day to a rehab. Teen, adult Teen Challenge was there. Gave him an opportunity to go. I did learn later that he did not go, that he chickened out the next day or just wasn't ready himself. And we talked about that. You have to be ready. So he chickened out? Is that I, the right terminology? Not chickened out, no. He just changed his mind. He wasn't ready for it. He didn't chicken out. He just wasn't ready. So it's the fear of the unknown and how long he would be gone. It was 30 days up to a year, and he just wasn't ready to do that, which is fine because we anyway, talk about get to that. The point. Anyway, people were leaving mud hooks and they were trying to get, I'm not sure where they were trying to get, but they kind of walked through Cherry Lane. And it kind of bothered me. Why? I just felt like they were walking and had the attitude that they were better than the people sitting there and that was just my judgment which you called me out on and I said you're absolutely right they probably didn't walk through there thinking that they were better than anybody else but I just felt like they were interrupting a program even though anybody can walk through there it clearly was a program and people were sitting in lawn chairs watching so it's okay you're right they had a right to walk there and I judged them and I was called out on it and i take accountability as i always do when you call me out so yeah yeah you didn't know what they were thinking i didn't know what they maybe were they thinking. were having a horrible it was day. my perception no they weren't having a hard i mean i don't know if they were having a horrible day but they were laughing and having a good time you ever drive somewhere and not realize that you got somewhere and you don't know how you got there yeah i just you know what i'm saying they were laughing and having a good time and the alcohol like i just felt like here's people and that was just my perception because anybody that's not drinking or going through those steps. Be careful. I am. Should be able to handle other people. You're walking on eggshells. No, I'm not walking on eggshells. <laughs> I understand that they should be able to handle that, but sometimes it's a trigger. And I'm very defensive. There's a lot of triggers in this I world. I know. I know. I'm finding out mental health is a big trigger right now. People are losing their shit in the world right now over different things. What are you losing yours? <laughs> <laughs> I can't talk. To, I'm not talking about. That. I got to deal with that personally, and then I will talk about it on a podcast. That's self stigma, right there. Speaking of self stigma, oh. what are we talking about today? So, folks, those <laughs> that listen, <laughs> that listen to our podcast, okay, we talk. Motherfuckers, now stop it. We talk a lot about <laughs> stigma. And how people react and judge people. And I don't know how this came up. 
it was last week. I'm not sure. Oh, we were talking about it on. Um, you looked it up, and we mentioned. I think we might have mentioned it on the last podcast. You said you know there's different types of stigma, and I made a comment. Our podcast is named Science and Stigma, but yet we don't know the different types of stigma. Okay, but we never even went. I think at the very beginning we talked about the definition of stigma. Yeah, but it's, I it's pulled it one. up. It's this one right is here. Is it the same one that you read before? Do you want to read it? I have it done. Again, since I so nicely prepared this sheet of paper for us. Yeah, we got a freaking PowerPoint in front of my face. No, because it's important. What is stigma in complex terms? <laughs> well, that's not what it says. He's not reading It's correctly. a simple term. <laughs> stigma. Open your mouth. <laughs> stigma is a mark of disgrace that sets a person apart from others when a person is labeled by their illness speech impediment they are no longer seen as an individual but as part of a stereotyped group someone that can't talk or rides a short bus negative attitudes and belief towards this group create prejudice which leads to negative actions and discrimination Right, so that's the so definition of window stigma. Lickers. Stop it. You are not one. The reason why I just made all those examples is because I actually rode a short bus, was called a window licker, and speech impediment. Did that bother you? I was at a very young age. So you didn't have the self-stigma? You clowns decided to get us videotaped. And we shared and it. And used that as leverage against me and Dylan, or Dylan and I. Yeah. See, can't and I'm talk. sorry. Still learning. I'm sorry. Are you? I am sorry. You used to show. Guys, I thought it was funny, but it's look not at the funny family now. Family members would come over. Guys, let's pop the the VCR and the tape in the VCR machine, whatever you want to call it. Well, I actually did that. Your basketball. Laugh. Some guys don't. Even, some people don't even know what that is. A VCR. Well, maybe they don't. Young people might not. But I did it at your basketball awards banquet, which I'm sorry that I regret. And Mike, in front is, of our whole basketball team, Mike listens our, to this. He was coaches. part of that. <laughs> so Mike listens faithfully every week. So, Mike, I won't say your last name, but <laughs> at the time we thought it was funny. I understand now that it is bullying. Actually, I bullied you guys. So I'm pretty that. sure those videos consist of highlights of our career in our basketball league, and then it was supposed to show us our. I don't know. Growing up, Growing your childhood up. and your family. And, and uh, my mom thought it was a good idea. We put our speech videos in there where we couldn't talk. But you improved, just like you improved in basketball. But anyway, so back to what we were trying to talk about. What were you, you, how, you asked me what? Did that bog, bog, bother Yeah. Me? At a young age, I don't really remember, but like looking back. In high back, school, when we brought it up. No, it didn't really bother me. I just... Remember and trying to destroy the tapes, which I don't know where they're at now. I think Dylan has them. I don't know. Or their dad has them. I don't know who has them. But yeah, those are kind of, that's an example of kind of what stigma represents in that statement there. And so I was Googling stigma. Like, did we cover stigmas? Are we missing some stigmas? I just wanted an idea, like, what types of stigmas there are. So I literally just Googled it. And there's different different explanations but one of the things that i found interesting was they said that there was two types of stigma and and i have this written down here two main types of stigma occur with mental health problems i'm not just mental health but in this particular article and also i talked before the podcast a lot of stigma goes around mental health 
there's other stigmas, but mental health and substance abuse is the two most popular stigmas. But social stigma is the first one and self-stigma. Social stigma, also called public stigma, refers to a negative stereotypes of those with a mental health problem. The, the, the self-stigma... You talking your mic. Yeah, the self-stigma. Now, I don't have that. It's probably on the next page or something. No. Self-stigma occurs when people internalize these public attitudes and suffer numerous negative consequences as a result. And I never thought or heard of self-stigma before. Where's that? Read that again. Self-stigma occurs when people internalize these public attitudes and suffer numerous negative consequences as a result. Give us an example. I'll give you an example. I don't care if you use me out. No, I'm not using you. Self-stigma. So... We talk on our podcast, so literally after I read that, I went back through and, and listened to a few of our podcasts, and we basically, some of the conversations that we had, there was self-stigma, where we didn't feel comfortable, not just me, but other guests didn't feel comfortable with that stigma and dealt with it, and I'll give you an example for myself, I can't speak for them, but they can come back on and speak for themselves. And I'm curious for them. I'll probably put this out there on the page to see if they answer. But like self-stigma, overweight. So we talked about that. Bonnie and Steve were with us when we talked about the overweight. So we were talking about people staring and stigmatizing us because we're overweight, like when we're grocery shopping and things like that. But when we're in the grocery store and we're afraid to put in the cart that cake because we don't want people to look at us and think... Like, that's self-stigmatizing yourself. How do you know the people in that line are looking at you saying that fat person shouldn't have that cake? But in my mind, I'm like, I can't put cake in here because people are going to judge me or stigmatize me. So I'm taking what other people say, those occurrences, and I am literally suffering a negative consequence. So what's an example of social stigma? Social stigma is like what we talk about all the time, how people have this opinion or negative perception of somebody who uses drugs or has a mental health issue. So what's the difference between social and and self? Self is when you hold the stigma. But it's basically social stigma too. They create the social stigma and then you, yourself, we internalize it. And then we become self-stigmatized against ourself. So we're not going to openly share how we feel. And, and, and I'm Yeah, just, but even social stigma, like... So here... Basically, social stigma, you're, you're not open and willing to share either. But you're thinking that people... You're worried about people judging you and labeling you. You're not labeling yourself. And so if you flip your page here, it's kind of like a chart. Sorry, guys. I got to flip the page. That's okay. So awareness. The public believes people with mental illnesses are weak. Page 2 out of 303. No, it isn't 303. (laughs) We're going to be here for a while. No, we're not. We're talking about awareness. So the public believes people, and they're using mental illness as an example. The public believes people with mental illness are weak. And that's true. Some, true as far stigma, as public believes that, right. but it's not true. As it's not true, but the public 
The stigma is there that people that have mental health issues, even your dad believes that I'm crazy. And I mean, seriously believes it. So that stigma right there. We're all a little crazy. Everybody is. So uh, is that a stigma? <laughs> no, that's not stigma. That's a fact. Okay. Okay. Then there's an agreement. So there's awareness and then agreement. So now you're agreeing. If you have mental health issues, you're agreeing. That's right. People with mental illness are weak. So you're aware because of the stigma. And then now you're agreeing to it. Why are you agreeing to it? Because that's self-stigma. I'm giving you an example of the flow of how self-stigma is created. Hence flow chart. Right. Uh, so see. there's awareness <laughs> and then you agree with it and then you apply it. And when you apply it, what that means is in your head, you're labeling yourself. You're saying, yes, you're saying I am mentally ill, so I must be weak. And then, then you harm yourself because then you internalize that. And because I am weak, I'm not worthy or able So see how this flows. And then it goes to the why try. And I learned a lot about the why try when I was giggle, uh, giggling, <laughs> googling this. Because how many times do you get to a point, and I'll use my example of dieting, and I'm like, I don't even know why I try. Because I did great this whole week, and I got on the scale, and I didn't lose any weight. So you go to the why try. To pursue a job, I'm not worthy. To live on my own, I'm not able. So depending on what the stigma is, you go through that whole thing. You're aware. The public makes you aware there's a stigma around it. So you're going to follow through on something that you have a stigma that you feel you might have self-stigma. Self if you don't have any, that's perfectly fine. Then you're agreeing with what the people say. So you believe what they're saying. And then you apply it to yourself and say, yes, I am weak. And because I'm weak, I'm not worthy. You're telling yourself this in your brain. I'm not worthy. And if I'm not worthy, why do I even care? So why do I even try to fix myself or that stigma? So I use my overweight, my weight, and through that whole sample. So give us one of yours if you have self-stigma. You might not. Because I have self-stigma, overweight, mental illness, addiction, sexual abuse, religion, divorce. Because these are some of the topics we talked about throughout the podcast. Substance abuse. You're going to have to, we're going to come back to that one. Do you understand the chart and how it flows and how it becomes social stigma to self-stigma? Because you're convincing yourself. You agree with what they're saying and then you apply it and then you harm. And then you try. You Why try? So you're basically giving up. And that can apply to any of those stigmas that I just spoke about. And, and, and Amelia in her podcast, I went back and listened to that. She blamed herself. Like, what did I do? Did I do something to ask for this? She was the one that was on vacation with her family. Mm -hmm. Right. So the stigma is, is, was the sexual abuse that that was acceptable. And they stigmatize people who accuse others of that in some cases they don't believe it so now you're agreeing with it okay maybe i asked for it i did ask for it and now i'm this weak person do you understand how like that whole thing follows through yeah but you have no self oh i do i i think i had plenty of them just trying to think okay so like 
for and just for those listeners austin you, didn't know about this topic before now i had plenty of time to look at it like people that get braces mm-hmm. there's stigma around braces would you agree yeah there can be stigma around anything so braces they call you a metal mouth and brace face yeah is that stigma I mean, they're they're bullying you. Maybe it's you. not stigma. It's just... They're bullying you, but like they're not. I don't know. I never had braces, so did people literally? You never wanted to smile because you had metal on your fucking teeth. So you're going. But you were bettering so you're... yourself. Yeah. In the yeah, end, to to realize that you're actually trying to achieve something through the steps of getting that stuff on your teeth, the braces. To achieve better for yourself, but why are you so? Why was I so concerned about opening my mouth and and smiling when I knew that in the long run it was going to benefit me? Is it stigma against people that have braces? Do people go out and talk about, look, they have braces, or is it generalized? Could you generalize that? And it's funny because Tori talked about Botox the other night to me. Can can you say that there's so, um, stigma like against self image? Like there's stigma about people trying to better their look or appearance or what like there's stigma like God gave you like my always like I said to Tori the other night, God made you beautiful. I don't understand why you need to do more than that. So that was, why that why does my... she feel the stigma? Like stigma is saying you're getting older and you want to look better. So I don't, I don't know. Is that generalizing like your appearance There's stigma against people's appearance? And that's a true statement. The way people look, if they don't have the right, like their nose is messed up. <laughs> yeah. My nose is messed yeah. up. I got the, you know what I mean? yes, but you know what I'm talking about? Like somebody with, <laughs> I got, I got drool a lot too. I don't know what to tell you. Someone was born with a birth defect and it, like I had a scar on the back. I had right. a scar on the back of my head. Okay, so right. I was that was part of my self image. Right. So. So I was always conscious about that. Whenever I get a haircut, I didn't want to get a haircut because that would expose my my scar in the back. Right. So the stigma is people look at people who don't quote look, look normal more. quote average average, and they stigmatize that person. Yeah, but let's let's dive into that there's no such thing as average because everybody's different in their own right. way but we perceive in the world what somebody's supposed to look like what a normal person is supposed to look like and what's normal no such, that's why i said there's right. no such thing right. i don't believe but do you understand normal. the stigma of so like when i was like on if crutches a, if you're handicapped if, if there's I was a handicapped, handicapped person I was, handicapped. I was on crutches or yeah you were on crutches so so that was another thing i struggled with in high school like because you remember that story. So yours was self-image. So the stigma, but people didn't. And the pick more on I think about, that. yeah, the they more did? I think about it, the more I tried to come across as someone who was confident, collective in high school, which I really wasn't. So like the styles, like there would there would be times where I would catch myself not in the groups, but you there's always groups in high school. You always got. Yes. The sports athletic people, you got the the I don't farmers. Know. You're stigmatizing farmers. right now, but you're just naming groups. I get yeah. stereotypes. Yes, yeah, stereotypes. You have the the geeks they would call it, the nerds. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So like I was in the I was more in the the athletic group 
you would call what a jockey a jock a jock a jockey rides horses i can ride horses too <laughs> i am okay, okay? okay. i am i got you but yeah so you would always try to fit in with certain groups yeah so like looking back i wore my pants down below my my hips just like all the other guys would just to just try to fit in to look Mm -hmm. cool like that now i look at myself and like that you you look like an idiot Mm -hmm. so you would always do things to try to fit in so my self-image thing with the crutches funny story about that is i don't know if it was kyle or dylan dropped me off one day It it was real cold out and we got to school early and he i think it was dylan who dropped me off but it was in the saturn he dropped me off i got out got my crutches out of the back and I, he drove off waited for him to drive in front of me and i started crutching right mm-hmm. next thing you know i hit black ice I didn't realize it when you're on crutches and you hit black ice your your crutches go out out and i fell on my ass and then the gym teacher was there and he saw me he didn't help me or nothing but I said, fuck these scratches. <laughs> and I got up and started walking. I had the, the big black the boot. boot on, which a lot of those things altered my self-image. The, yeah, because the you boot, were on crutches a lot the crutches, in high school. You had an injury and then you re-injured it. Even down to the point of, uh, like, I wouldn't cough in class or sneeze in class because I would fear, like, somebody would judge me. How weird is that? Mm-hmm. Is that all... That's stigma. All That's stigma all. of self. I was always worried about self-judgment uh, from other people. Yeah, but did you ever get to the point where they stigmatized you for it and you agreed? The crutches, that- yeah, they would, they would steal. Well, they would call me names when I was on crutches. I don't remember, but they would steal my crutches, uh, hop along. So is that bullying or is that a stigma? There's a is there a stigma against people with crutches? There's a stigma against handicapped people. I was handicapped. So you can look at it that way. You can look at it as bullying, but at any rate, it affected you. But did you agree with it? Like when they picked on you or whatever, did you agree with them? And then think to yourself, I'm not Yeah, I would probably I have probably, yeah. I'm stupid. Like I I don't know foot, about or, stupid, but, but I I agree with them that this is true. And then you felt less. This is a good you example, felt less but, or of yourself. Yeah. And you're like, I'm not even going to try to impress anybody. I'm not even going to. I would to have fix to leave this. classes early, so I'd okay. get up in the middle of class, like in the end of class, when everybody's sitting down. I hated. Okay. I hated speeches. I hated all that stuff. So anything that centered attention on me, I did not like. Okay. Okay, that's fair. I got pretty good on crutches, though, I'll tell you that much. Well, I surely did not. <laughs> anyway, I don't know if that's a good example or not. Well, that's one that you want to bring up, and that's fine. The stigma of the short bus was a great example earlier in the podcast when you said because... When people hear the short bus, that's the stigma. Anybody that gets on a short bus must be slow before the word retarded came and they got rid of and eliminated the word retarded. Um, But that's stigma. They call you window lickers. 
and that's mean. And then all of a sudden you're agreeing with them. Like, yeah, I can't talk. So I'm in this bus because I can't talk. So something must be wrong with me. I cannot talk. And then all of a sudden it becomes the harm part. I can't talk. So I'm not worthy or able to have friends because I can't talk or communicate with them. And then, still can't talk. And then all of a sudden, why try to even talk? You and Dylan had your own language. So why try to talk we to other people? Aware at that young of an age. No, but you see how it follows that flow chart. Mm-hmm. How it can. Yeah. At an older age, someone that has a disability. I'm to think of a, another example. Well, you think about it till we go on. But I just wanted to bring that up because we never talked about it in the podcast. We never went that next question and said, How did it affect you? We talked about that it was stigma, but we never talked about did we hold ourselves accountable because of that stigma. And then I was reading this and I was reading tons of examples and a lot of it was mental illness. A lot of it was mental illness. And then this goes back to another podcast when you said, when we talked about situations not being our identity, but it's a situation that should not identify who we are. And so if we're constantly talking about people that have substance abuse disorder, like follow that flow chart, we're hearing about it on the news. Like it's a negative. They, it's a choice. It's not a choice. It's a disease. Like people are so negative towards those individuals that have the substance abuse disorder. I mean, they're judged. This is how this whole podcast started because of stigma of drug addiction. So all of a sudden you're going to meetings and you can share what you just shared with me a little bit earlier about what you don't believe in, but literally everybody's telling you that you have this problem. So all of a sudden you're like, yep, I do have this problem because you do have the problem. You can't function without it. And then you apply it. I'm, I'm an alcoholic or I have substance abuse disorder. So I'm not even worthy. I'm not worthy of the job that I can't get because of a record that I got while I was using and I was in active addiction. I'm not worthy of my family because I stole from my family. Like, see how that works? That's self-stigma. And why should I even try? And then we talk about stigma. So share the story that you just shared before the podcast about the guy that works with you because that's stigma well sure from Kyle's standpoint instead of using him okay so Kyle got a DUI mm-hmm. right yes and what do you have to usually do when you get a DUI if I don't know because I've well, never been through one if it's your first offense a Dewey everybody everybody always tries to follow this I think it's ARD class you might want to Google it with your phone. I don't know that. I think you can either take ARD or you go to jail. Right. You don't have to go to jail or you pay fines and it stays on your record. So there's this class that you can take. There's steps that you can take that once you finish successfully, they'll expunge the record off of, they'll expunge this charge off of your record. So it'll go it away. It's classes. It consists of right. what, community classes, service. Community service he had to do. He lost his license for a while. He wore the bracelet. He was house arrest there for a while. This is almost like an alternative to so right. go to jail. So if you follow all these steps, you go to the probation office, you do everything. This is just from my recollection of Kyle. 
and it might be a little bit deviated because he may have lied to me a little bit about this. Kind of like my septum. Yeah. But anyway, you can do that. You follow that step. But one of the things, and I, I'm pretty sure he did not do this, but I'm not sure 100% because I was not in the class. But the class is pretty much, rumor has it, and I was never in the class, so those listeners can confirm this for us, that they literally make you say that you're an alcoholic and you have to sit there and keep repeating it and that it was your fault, it was in your control. Like, literally, they beat you down and you have to admit this problem. And I was always told, if you don't admit it in this class, you will not pass this class and therefore you will fail this ARD system and you will not be able to complete the steps to get your record expunged. Now, that's just hearsay that I've heard over the years from several different people. But your point earlier was now you have somebody who had a DUI. Messed up maybe once. Had a DUI. Maybe it's even the second time in their life that they had a drink or first time and they weren't aware and they got pulled over. And now they need to sit in a class and admit that they are something that they're not. This is from our acknowledgement. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this is just what we've heard. From people. So the stigma of the even the DUI, like you're a dirty person. Uh, we talked about this at work today, not the word dirty, but you're a bad person. What? There's different definitions to dirty. So we learned that today. What are you talking about? I, I can't go into that. That's a whole other topic. You but talking anyway, sexual or what? I'm just talking dirty, like smelly dirty and dirty minded. There's okay, the way you think and the way you look. Right. Or smell. Right. Or think. Right. So they look at people that have DUIs, and that's a stigma in itself as well. Like, can you believe they did that? You know, people get DUIs. They make mistakes. But the point is, now you have the people sitting there admitting that they're an alcoholic when maybe they're not an alcoholic. They could be, but maybe they're not. They made one mistake. It doesn't make you an alcoholic. If you have three drinks and drive, you shouldn't. But, you know, that's the stigma of that. So that's going through the awareness of DUI. You agree with it. And then all of a sudden you're telling yourself that you're an alcoholic because they told you that you're an alcoholic. And then all of a sudden I'm a piece of shit because I did this. (laughs) And that's not true. People make mistakes and it's unfortunate. How do we get, how do we move past all that? Right. So there's steps to this. (laughs) There's steps. Many people deal with self-stigma by staying in the closet. They are able to shelter their shame by not letting other people know about their illness. Again, this is more towards the mental illness. So a lot of people don't share their shame. I'm not going to say to somebody, I have a mental illness. I'm schizophrenic or whatever because they're afraid. So one way to promote stigma and counter the shame is to come out, to share with people. Let other people hear your story, like all the people on our podcast that shared their story. There's stigma behind what they did, substance abuse disorder, sexual abuse, overweight. There's stigma on all that, but the fact that they came out on a podcast and shared their story and came out of the closet... If they it's in, not coming out of the closet. Well, that's what that's it not says. what it well, says. It's just coming out. <laughs> by staying in the closet. So if they don't stay in the closet, they're coming saying? out of the closet. Where did that statement even come from? Right why here. Is it gotta Research be the, has interestingly shown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. Coming out but of the closet. Why has it got to be the closet? Why can't it be it's like the It's decreasing the negative effects of self-stigmatization on the quality of life. 
So now when they're coming out, they're encouraging others. They're sharing their story. Yes. And it's encouraging others because usually when you share your story, your testimonial, people, people relate, people relate, but also in, in almost all of our podcasts, it's a positive ending for that person. Yeah. Right. Yep. So if they're sharing their positive, like, Hey, I'm out of this. I've been clean. Uh, Mary, she puts on Facebook. She's over 600 days sober. Like that's an accomplishment. So that person says, how am I going to do this? Congrats, Mary, by the way. Yes. I love following her. Yeah. everybody Everybody else. So it helps that person who's like, I listened to that story and I'm in the same boat. I went through the same exact thing and here this individual turned it around. That's the positive. And that's how you get out of that self-stigmatization is you talk about it, you share it, and you feel better. Like last week, I was having a bad day. I shared it on the podcast. I felt better when I was done. People that share their stories. How many people say to us they're nervous and then all of a sudden they share and they want to come back for more because it lifts your spirits. You're helping one more person. In most cases, you're helping more than one, but our goal is to help one person. And you feel light afterwards, like energy. And I can tell you, the I love all the podcasts, but that one night that we did Eric, it was Eric and Mike, the first one. Like, it was a crazy feeling. Do you agree? Yeah. So there's so much energy when we hear these stories and we hear Jackie and Tia and Dominic. We hear all these stories. They're coming out and they're sharing like there is an end to this. We are better than this. We should continue to try. Try to get that job. Try to get to the next level of of our education or whatever that case may be. So that's what they're saying. That is the first step is to let people know, come out and show power, sense of power, promote your power. And it says, openness may bring about discrimination by members of the public. That's the first step and the only step, by the way. Yeah, but that's the first step. Like, is this and the a, only step. It's not the only step. I don't see There's any more other, steps on here. Well, it was a whole book. I just oh. brought the most important part out. Sorry, this is only page three or 303. <laughs> but it just helps. And then all of a sudden, even when they share the, the, the downfall of it, the relapse of whatever that stigma might be, they come back and it's preferred. And there's, you know, in some cases there's success. In other cases, you, you don't talk about it and you remain isolated and it just eats at you and eats at you. And then that's where that negative vibe comes. And then you're stuck because now you're being stigmatized by the public because in my case, you're overweight. But if you fix it and keep trying to feel better about yourself, it's a positive. You can turn it into a positive. So it is worth trying that diet one more time. So I ate cake last Sunday, a whole cake, not a big one, but a little one, the whole cake. But after I ate, I was disgusted with myself, but then I was like, I can do this. I will do this. And it turns into that positive energy. Signs, signs of self stigma. And do you stigmatize yourself? Well, here's the signs. Self-stigma is biased, negative judgment that we impose on ourselves. You might have stigmatized yourself if you ever paid more attention to the symptoms and effects than you do on any other aspects of yourself. 
You caught yourself overthinking the words, actions, and nonverbal behavior of others, knowing that you're not measuring up. And we all do that. We all look at somebody else and say, gosh, I wish I could be like that person. Why do we do that, though? Because we look at them, we don't know what their life's about, but just by appearance only, they appear to be very happy. They appear to be nice looking and attractive. And everybody does it. You don't tell me you've never looked at someone why? and say, gosh, I wish I could be like them. Why do we do that, though? It's why just human we... nature. I do it. I don't think that's human nature. That wasn't put in our nature of being a human on earth. Not to look at others and compare ourselves and say, man, I wish we could be like that. Well, how many people Not to bring do, religion, yeah. but is that God's intention for us? No. To look we at other people? We should all be individuals. We should all. We all and be happy with what we got and be appreciative. But we don't. Grateful. As humans... We always want more Social and we media. always want better. Social media is worse than amplified. ever. Yes. It does. So why do we compare ourselves? Why do we why do we think less of it's ourselves? It's insecurities. It's insecurities and some people Where are more that secure. Is that still based on stigma? Yeah, could be. You're insecure because there's something you feel as though something is wrong with you. Or somebody is living a better life. I literally Why? had somebody say Why? to me, I wish I had your life. You're the happiest person. This was a new person that I worked with. You're always so happy. You must. I wish I could be like you. And I just Newsflash, laughed. Newsflash, you can be like that. I just laughed. <laughs> and I was like, you have no idea. Like, maybe I'm not happy and I put that persona out there that I'm happy. Or maybe I am happy, but my life has not been easy. Why is it, why why do we all think like that? Why do we have to be like someone else? Because you see something else and you want that, even though you don't really know what's behind that. People do it. You've never done it. You just showed me a picture of a of a instructor, health <laughs> instructor, and what did I say? Oh, I wish I could look like that. I. But why? Because she's beautiful. She's well, how old? 47, 48? Not talk, I'm not talking about that. And I'm 53 and she looks great. She looks yeah, like she's 19, 20. Can't you just be self-confident in who you are? Uh, I struggle with that right now. That's so one of my stressors right now. It goes back to the, the right Botox now. thing. Yeah. Would you be willing to, no. to get surgery done to, to no. look a certain way? No. I don't like needles. No. I'm saying if you could look a certain way and you had the option for free for free and they say overnight you look like this would you i probably would not it's not probably yes or no no why because i can do it on my own i've already done it i've already lost how many pounds i can do it i'm saying look better than you've ever looked that brings on a whole other set of problems I don't think I could deal with. No. I'm saying, like, who would you want to look like if you had the chance? I don't know. I never really thought about it. I want to be me with that girl's body. <laughs> That's impossible. So somebody was like, you can have that tomorrow. It's not going to make me any happier than I am now. 
It really isn't. If I could walk around like that for one day, but <laughs> it's not going to make me any happier. I mean, somebody so that's beautiful that. might it. not be happy. I'm not talking about... They I'm might not have about... ever ate cake all their life because they're trying to stay in shape like that and they don't know how to enjoy food. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I enjoy food. All right. Let's get back to this. We are back to this. Okay. So you caught yourself overthinking the words, actions, and nonverbal behavior of others knowing that you're not measuring up. Are you measuring yeah. up? <laughs> I'm measuring up now. You notice self-derogatory thoughts running through your mind. This is all people that are um, self-stigmatized. You found yourself agreeing with your derogatory thoughts. So how many times do you do that? Did you ever do that? Me, Where you think I negative? I'm, I'm asking you for an example. Okay. Where you thought of something negative and then you thought, yep, that's me. You think of something negative and then you compare yourself to that and agree that you are that. I'm horrible with questions. Give me an example for you. That I found myself agreeing with my derogatory thoughts? Yeah. What's a derogatory thought? A negative thought. A negative thought about what? That's what you found yourself agreeing with. So you might look. I hate just bringing this up on me. I'm trying to get you to engage in these podcasts, but it always comes back to me. But so my weight. You like talking about yourself. No. My <laughs> weight. I found myself agreeing. So I might look in the mirror and say, gosh, like I'm fat. Or I'm walking down the street and I see somebody and I'm comparing and I'm thinking, do I look like that? And then I'm like, yep, I look like that. So I look at somebody else and then I think, yeah, I look worse than that. I I have to look worse than that. Or somebody tells me their, their weight. And it shocks me. And I'm like, okay, that's all they weigh. Well, I weigh this much more, so I have to weigh more. So I look worse than that. But it doesn't even necessarily have to be weight. You might... So in, in some of the podcasts with the substance abuse disorder, they look at themselves and say they're not worth it. So they, they describe what it's like to be an addiction. Jackie's done this. They describe what it's like to be an addiction. So they have that thought of addiction and they talk and then all of a sudden they're like, yeah, that's me. Like they describe the stigma of addiction and what that person may look like Tattoo, Steven said it when he talked about the McDonald's story. Somebody's stigma looked at him and then he thought to himself, do I really look like that? Like he questioned, do I really look like somebody that they should come up to and, and try to get drugs from or sell me drugs? So that's one. You're, you found yourself agreeing with your thoughts. You felt that you're not good enough for someone or something. Did you ever feel that way, that you weren't good enough? I'm not talking about now because I know that you are listening to podcasts and spiritual and you're really honed in on yourself, but did you ever feel that you weren't good enough for someone or something? 
go back to that one time that you dated. Did you, at that point, did you feel like you weren't worth anything or that you weren't good enough? When I dated, I only dated for a month. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. When that didn't work out or materialize, You're did you feel after that? After yeah, the aftermath. Yeah, did you feel like you weren't good enough? Or when you lost a basketball game that you felt as though you should win, did you ever feel like I'm not good enough? I didn't yeah, deserve. You guys would tell us we sucked. Oh my god, that's. <laughs> In we any... didn't have to think it. We were told. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You guys can do better on the court next time. In your life, did you ever feel like you weren't good enough for something or someone? Yeah, like I'm you sure didn't there deserve is. something that you got. You weren't good enough, yeah. so you didn't deserve second, that. third, fourth, fifth, sixth, tenth, hundred place trophies and ribbons. Don't deserve them. And did you ever feel worthless? That's the the other. Um, yeah, like, yeah. So those are all the things. They're the negative judgment that we impose on ourselves. And you've stigmatized yourself if you've ever done any of those. Yeah, I definitely, back to the crutches thing, all that. So I feel like everybody self-stigmatizes. Because it's negative judgment that we, we impose on ourselves based on what other people perceive us as. And it says here, they're just some of the signs of self-stigma, as others do when they stigmatize you. So people stigmatize you, and you also stigmatize yourself based off what they stigmatize you for. When you stigmatize yourself, you're seeing yourself unevenly. So I'm going to read that again. When you stigmatize yourself, you're seeing yourself unevenly. So what, what's seeing yourself evenly? Positive. So what's not stigmatizing yourself feel like or look like or think well, like? Well, it's the opposite. So what would it be? You don't overthink your actions, your behavior. You know or you're positive. You're confident that you're measuring up, that you're worth it. You don't think derogatory thoughts. You're grateful. And you're good enough. Everything that you've gotten, you were good enough and you deserve. Basically, you deserve what you get. You felt worthless, but you're not worthless. No one is worthless. There's no scale for these things. No. But it's all it's all negative versus positive. What is your self-worth? Like I I just I thought this was a great topic because we never really talked about it. Do we stigmatize ourselves? People, we we criticize. We don't criticize, but we educate on the stigma, and we always talk about the positive. Don't judge people because you don't know what they're walking through. Is it a choice? Is it a disease? It doesn't matter what you think. It's what that person feels. We want to make everybody feel positive in this world and worth it. Because if we could all walk around, imagine what this world would be like if everybody walked around feeling great within their selves, living in their own skin and happy and felt that they were contributing to the world and that everybody was worthy of everything that they received. Like we would all live in harmony because right now. I think it comes down to a lot of external factors in the world that creates the. Yeah. Changes your internal thoughts. So. 
like Conor McGregor said, there's nothing external that can change my internal thoughts. That's right. Nothing that can happen to him externally to make him think differently internally about himself. Right. But people, when they stigmatize you, they bring you down. So you, for, and you, unless you you don't allow them to. But it, it's, it's... Because that's knowing your worth and your value. Right. A lot of times when they stigmatize you, it's their own... I forgot how they say it. Yeah, I know what you're saying. It's their own insecurity. So if, if they're taking what they're insecure about and they're finding something else for somebody else, it takes the spotlight off of them and it puts it on somebody else. But you look at the addiction part of it. It's on the news all the time. People need help. Addiction is a disease. At some point it becomes a disease and I have somebody else that I'm working on to explain that a little bit better to us. Um, and we had somebody explain that to us early on in the first couple podcasts. But when people have cancer and they come to you and say, I have cancer and people stigmatize that too. Some people don't share that. They keep that in the closet too, because they don't want people to judge them all. Oh, yeah. You got cancer because you smoke cigarettes. Like you deserve that. That's stigmatizing people, you know, that have lung cancer, whatever, but stigmatizing a single wife. Yeah. Yes. So we'll talk about that later, but people literally stigmatize people that don't drink. Yeah. I did that. I said I hold myself accountable when I stigmatize them. But I always said, when when does it nothing against people that have addictions and all that? But when is it gonna be flip flopped around? When are we gonna be looked at as the not so normal? Well, none of us or are not normal. the average. The people that drink are gonna look at you and say you're not normal because you don't drink. Is that what you're, you're saying? You're not having fun. Where's the fun? That was in your just life? told to me today. You need to stop being who you are. Go out and have fun. And I'm like, I'm having fun. They're like, No, you're not. You don't even know what fun is. You've been stuck. And so I guess I'm basically being stigmatized because they're saying I'm boring and I'm not boring, but they're saying you need to go out and broaden your horizons and live and have fun. So I'm trying. I'm having anxiety. I, I'm not doing it because they're telling me to, but I literally read some stuff last night. And, yeah. So nobody's normal. So it's never going to flip-flop because a person that drinks is looking at you thinking you're missing out on all this fun because you don't have a drink. And the people that don't drink are looking at them saying you're, you're going to kill yourself someday. You're not taking care of yourself. And in some cases, you may even be considered an alcoholic right yeah but at the end of the day when it comes down to it just be yourself right and be happy with who you are be grateful for what you have and get rid of the negativity we all even that one quote i just put on even positive people there's a lot of good quotes for this stuff even positive people sometimes have a negative thought and that's okay you can't 100 percent of the time be positive but if you're 100%, if you're 90% negative and 10% positive, you got to flip it. How do you, how are we judging the scale here? How do I know if you I'm You judge 90, yourself. How do you know if I'm not? You judge yourself. I'm not 89, 9.9, 9.9. It's all your own self-judgment because I can talk to somebody right now and now say, you are, self-judgment again. you are the most negative person. You are so negative about everything. And that individual can say, no, I'm not. Hey, you're missing a couple of nails. They broke. You're such a jerk. But anyway, 
means you don't take care of yourself. I take care of myself. Your personal hygiene <laughs> is garbage. <laughs> is that what stigma. we're talking about? Yeah, yeah, but I'm laughing. I'm not. I'm not internalizing that, thinking, "Oh my god, like I'm dirty. I don't take care of myself." Until my fingernails. Later night. <laughs> Until later tonight. Shit, I gotta get my nails done tomorrow. <laughs> no, I don't get my nails done. I do them myself. <laughs> Such a jerk. But anyway, I think this was a good topic, and people can Google it and learn more. I just spent some time on it because we never ever talked about this and we're like 68 podcasts in and we never talked about self stigma. Interesting because think about the word in front of stigma. What's it start with? S. What are you circling? Self. Starts with you. For self stigma. Starts with you for everything. Explain. Everything starts with you. Your Explain mindset. It. The way you think. The way you see others. You shouldn't see others. It all starts with you. You either allow other people to judge you and you feel that judgment and you accept it or you decline it and say, I'm the best overall person I can be. I'm the best overweight person I can be. However you want to see it. Because there's stigma out there. However you want to see it through your own eyes. Yeah, but, but that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. It comes you down to your, That comes down to yourself. Stigma is real. So, no, stigma is stigma. Stigma is real. See, speech impediment. I got it from her. It's stig- coming back to haunt your ass. Stigma is real. How you... I don't like the word stigma. To be how honest. you handle it's like the judgment. stigma. Why can't yeah. we just say judgment? Because everybody judges. So, so everybody judgment, stigmatizes. Right. So you're being judged. How you handle that judgment is what is different. How you handle that comes down to you. How you handle it. What I just circle. But stigma and judgment exists in this world today. Yeah. You can't eliminate it. Are you gonna allow it to affect it you? It still exists. However, you how you change or accept it is on you. So you can openly admit that you, know, you have a mental health issue. This is why we have. The things that are going on in this world right I now know. is because people put themselves in groups. People are struggling. Republican, Democrats. Okay, that we're not gonna ever. We're not gonna go there, that. but that's the example. I understand. So you hear Democrat. I don't know what comes with that because I'm not uh, in politics. Or you hear the adverse side of it. You think a certain there's certain names. There's certain names right. are called. There's so you get that's that's a perfect example. That's stigma. But and how you why we react to that. We're all in this world as one. Yes. But we're not. Everyone is... Everyone is divided. Especially right... I believe the world right now is the most divided. We should come together. Come together. Yeah. And as support one. each other. If everybody can share a story, share positivity, the world would be a better place. But... That's why I stopped watching the news. Because what does the news do? They project what they want to project out there. They want to make you Depending on what station you listen to, you're going to hear a different story. It just depends what they want you to believe. And again, it comes back to you. You can watch it and it can eat at you and you can get angry and you can stigmatize the people or you can adjust your mind and try to find a positive in it. Here's a self-check for you. You don't have TikTok, do you? No. You have Facebook, though. Yes. So in TikTok, I've been thinking about this lately. When you look at your TikTok, and you're, it's called 
FYP stands for you for you page. For you page. Friends for you. For, for you, you page. page. Okay, what is that? And then you have two options at the top. It says FYP, and it has the other side is following. Okay, so you have the option to follow someone, or it's on your for for you page. So basically, what it does, not hundred percent sure, but it gathers, uh, I guess what you view the most, your retention time on a, on a video, if views at the most, and then the those videos that you view the most, more of them will pop up. Yeah. So my positive so your statements Facebook, your facebook what happens what comes on your what comes on your oh, page i get a ton of I is it a lot them. of positive or is yes, it a lot of negative it's all positive because i put positive so here's a check for your, page, all you all you people out there listening which is like only like 70 or 80 it doesn't matter one person you go on your social media accounts and you're looking at your tiktoks which is a big app right now or facebook be careful and look and acknowledge and focus on what is coming up on your content. I'm not the only one who mentioned this or or said anything about this before. I think Mike Romano, the one that was on our podcast before, said something about this. But take notice of what's coming up on your phone every day. What are you what are you seeing on your phone? Because that for you page or your page on Facebook is what you view more than anything else. So if you have positive things coming up on your phone, so for instance not trying to brag or nothing but for my tiktok i have a bunch of motivational stuff coming up like every day it's all motivational it's it's either sermons motivational people past or still alive um a lot of girls on there obviously but that's fine but not a lot of negativity and when i find negativity i don't like it it makes me feel a certain way so i i just scroll past it my facebook i have the sunset sunrise page yes what comes up in mind? Sunset, sunrises, a lot of positivity. So for you guys listening, if you want to really find out what you're looking at and what you're retaining, whether positive or negative, look at your social media accounts. Start scrolling through, see what's coming up on your, your page or your for you page on TikTok. Or I don't know, really, I'm not familiar with tic, uh, Instagram, but just, well, double, that makes just sense. double check yourself. Because I'm always trying to find positivity to put on the Sciencing a Stigma group page. And that's what comes up. So sometimes you'll get blasted by me. You'll get five or six at the same time because I'm like, oh, this is good. This is good. This is good. And some people actually will call me and react to what I put. Are you okay? Or you're having a good day. I put them on not necessarily because I'm feeling that way. It just touched me and I, I express it for other people. But you're right. I get a lot of positive quotes on my page because I post them in the silencing of stigma because we talked about this. If you wake up in the morning, I look at Chase every morning. I look at a picture of Chase because he makes me happy. You should start looking at me. Uh, that depends on how you treated me the night before and how you were on the podcast if I want to look at you or not. No, no. I'm saying just remember you got <laughs> your nails done. I never had my nails done. Put a picture. See, now she's self-conscious of herself. No, I'm not. <laughs> No, I'm not. I have half long and half broken. Last week, they were all very long. I had a hard week. I was cleaning. It's only because you saw it was hard. Yeah. All right, guys. Okay. <laughs> this is the end of this episode. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Uh, if you're a uh, group member, go uh, find us on Facebook, Sign Singer Stigma group page. We have a, 
an actual page as well. So find us on either one of those. And uh, yeah. Catch you on the next one. Bye. Why do you have to be so quick? I always do that. You always say I do that. We'll catch you on the next one. All right, guys. See ya. See ya later. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>